Welcome back to Cosmic Native Conversations with Mandy Chantaine Lopez. So this next conversation is with my really good friend, Miguel Valenzuela. He is a professor of fine arts and has his own show on PBS called Creative Thinkers. And he has a great eye and appreciation for aesthetics as I do. And so when we get together, we just talk about our favorite subject, which is creativity, creative intelligence. But since this is a very experimental type podcast, my guests know that we're that they're being recorded, essentially. But the whole point is for us to have an organic conversation. So you, the listener, can be the third person in the conversation, you know, wondering, maybe even asking the questions yourself or just, you know, like you're with us. And so there may be some technical difficulties and maybe some like in and out volume, but it's because the whole experience between the art of conversation that I'm having here with Miguel is completely organic. So Miguel, you were telling me about how people just look at art as kind of one-dimensional. Absolutely. You know, what's funny is that there's a lot of people out there, interesting people, people that are focused on specific things and other people that are focused on art. But most people don't understand that art is something that is healing. It has healing properties. Uh, One great example that I can give you is in my class, there's a lot of students that uh, they really didn't have any type of connection to art ever, like in their whole lives. Maybe they took a class. Okay, stop. Let me stop you right there. How do you not have any kind of connection to art? (laughs) <laughs> right it's funny yeah that's exactly right how do you not how do you not? the thing is that you do you just don't know that you do totally. like you're made out of cells and molecules and mm-hmm. all kinds of things but you never address that because you're not really taught that maybe at some point in your life you were told in i don't know middle school or something that you were but you never give it a second thought and that's kind of what happens with art we're actually taught to not think a lot about art through education. I think in education, if we really analyze it, in second grade, we're uh, kind of forced into this whole learning kind of paradigm within the education system that doesn't allow us to think about art. Art then becomes an elective. Isn't it funny that when we're children, we are always learning through art, uh, playing with Play-Doh, drawing, crayons, markers, yeah, you name it, it's there. But when you get to second grade, we're we're told that it is now going to be an elective for us. When all the way up through first grade, all we do all day long is play with all these things. Play dress up, yeah, sing songs, anything art. It's like we understand that we learn through art up until the first grade. Mm -hmm. And then after the second grade, it's like, no, we now have to be very structured. We now have to think this way. We now have to do these things. So in essence, they're not telling us that art is not important for us. But because they're forcing us to focus on different things that are not artistic or creative, they're kind of molding us into not wanting this creativity within our lives which is, the, I think, the basis of everything that we are as human beings. I mean, we couldn't do the things that we do if we don't think of a new idea to progress in any way. So it's really sad that we don't understand that concept. Yeah, and like now art 
has been one of those words that it's like, don't talk about it or don't speak it almost in the same way. It's like, don't talk about spirit or don't talk about the soul. Yeah. Right? And you're like, what? These are like fundamental concepts that we're supposed to know. Just as like the blueprint in, as human beings. So art becomes a universal approach mm -hmm. to knowing all that stuff, right? Or to having the experience of all that stuff. So why do we, why is it that we think that art has to be um, kind of like, like you said, like a painting on the wall or, or why, why is art only just given to certain, certain people like, okay, they're the artists, they're the painter, they're the, you know, whatever. And then, you know, we take the kids or whoever to the field trip to go observe the art and look at the art. Right. But we're never talking about the experience of the art, right? The, the expression, the emoting of the art itself, mm -hmm. right? We always, we always want to give it away to someone else. Have you noticed that? Oh, absolutely. 100%. It's funny because we allow creators to be creative, but we negate the fact that we are all creators. Yeah. It's totally. like we are categorized in one way by society. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, we don't allow ourselves to be those individuals that we can be. And it's really sad because we uh, quite often people are not allowed or maybe they don't even allow themselves because of what they're learned, they've learned throughout life to be these individuals who are creative. I'm literally watching a movie right now about it's called The Five Gentlemen or something like that. All five of them are top salesmen, regional managers, uh, uh, CEOs of this company and they all got fired at the same time and literally their lives are falling apart mm -hmm. because they don't know how to do anything else. Mm -hmm. They're mul they're one faceted instead of being multifaceted, yeah. which I think is a very unfortunate thing because we are multifaceted beings. Mm -hmm. We have our spirit, we have our life, we have our memory, we have our all these things that exist within us, but we're forced and we're taught to be one faceted and that's a really sad thing because if we could learn to be multifaceted then we could do all kinds of things it's almost like this uh this beautiful thing this box this pandora's box that we could open up mm -hmm. of creativity and beauty and and happiness and we don't allow ourselves to open up this box because we've been taught to not open it up yeah that's how i feel you know with my work in cq and creative intelligence is i'm always constantly saying that as a metaphysician, I have to pave my way in this world when I'm actually teaching one of the most important concepts of the totality of the being. Because when you can connect into that, that higher you know, intelligence of that creativity, that creative quotient, like you said, it doesn't matter if you know, something doesn't go your way or you get cut from a job or whatever, your mind can automatically go into what's the next creative venture that I can do or what are what is it that I really want to experience or express and not really have a fear behind it? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's the totality of, of the whole of 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 the brain, of the body, of the spirit, of the being able to just pick up something new. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? What's in your muscle memory? Because either you've already applied that in your life at some point, and then maybe you like put it on the shelf, and then you want to come back to it years later, and it's easy. It's that muscle memory of just like going back to conditioning. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Oh, yeah. One step at a time. But we're not even allowed to take that first step. Mm -hmm. It's a sad thing. And we now have been conditioned for such a long time that we are forced to do this over and over and over again. We, are, we no longer are allowing ourselves to progress. 
Mm-hmm. We're saying this is as far as I got. I don't know how to do anything else, which is exactly what those individuals were doing in that movie. They were so stuck. And we're talking PhDs and mm-hmm. MAs and, you know, this, that and the other. And these people are like, God, I'm devastated. One of them even made the statement, you know, here I am with a PhD, you know, typing out resumes at 45 years old. What am I doing? How did I get myself in this hole? And it's the evolution of these individuals going through these hard times Mm -hmm. to begin to open up and to allow themselves to regenerate as a different soul, as a different person, as a different being, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the beauty of it is we do have this available to us, but we don't allow ourselves to do to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty sad, actually. Yeah. Or there's people like you and I who are like, hey, world, you know, (laughs) Yeah, like, what did you ask me today when I walked in? You said, how was your week? How was your week? <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. I don't know. It was wonderful as always. There you go. All kinds of things going on. We'll because see. it is. Yeah. You know? It's true. Well, because you have such a great positive attitude about it. Absolutely. And it's true. That is what I want to hear. It is wonderful. You know, great things are happening. But a lot of people are not like you. Do you know? A lot of people will be fixated on the, oh, well, you know, obviously. And tell you all the negativity that's around them. And tell you all the negativity that surrounds them, which. Not understanding that that negativity is attracting more negativity. Absolutely. It's a magnet. It's like a black hole. (laughs) You're like, just stop. You know, get out of the way of yourself. Do you know what I mean? This is why I spend a lot of time alone because I actually. I, I prefer it. Because I can't, I think about it beforehand. Like when I'm going to meet with someone, mm-hmm. I think about what kind of energy exchange we're going to have or what kind of conversation. And I have to be like kind of prepared for it. Like, do I really feel like exhausting this energy? No. Or, I've okay, been in that, I've been in that mode too. Right? I hate it, yeah. It is exhausting, believe it or not. And it does happen with even your like closest friends who oh, you yeah. love dearly. And you're just like, I already know what they're going to talk about. Yeah. I already So this is one of my favorite subjects, the art of conversation. Right. Okay. Some people do not know the art of conversation. Sure. And so when we're speaking, usually we're speaking and you're, you're talking to me and I'm hearing all the interesting things that you have to say, but because I'm having a natural impulse by what you're saying, naturally I'm like, Oh, I can either go on a thread of what you're saying, or you reminded me or a segue, or I can ask a question and inquire more. Right. Basically, to be polite, I would ask a question, right. you know, and then we, we go from there. Um, but some people, they have no idea. And when they're receiving conversation, they're thinking about what they're going to say next. Is that really? I did not know that. Yes, they're thinking about what they're going to say next, and they will monologue their entire, like, dialogue. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. And sometimes they don't realize they're doing it. So, some, so I'll, like, you know, listen and let them get it out. But when they repeat the same story two, three times, then I will say something like, yes, you already told me that. Do you know? <laughs> and what do they say at that point? Um, they'll just kind of be like, Do oh, they get embarrassed? They're uh, like, oh, yeah, you're right, I did. Some... I did complain about this 15 minutes ago, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Or another thing about the art of conversation is kind of like being relevant to the conversation at hand. So if, you're, you, if I've listened to you monologue, not you, but people, mm-hmm. uh, to someone monologue for like half an hour and I'm just allowing them to get it out, but now they've taken me on this tangent, which is completely irrelevant. Like, now I know the story of so-and-so's mother's cousin, brother's <laughs> dog. I'm like, I, you know, I'm like, what? who cares? What do I care in this moment? You're just exhausting your own energy. Do you know what I mean? That's hilarious, because for my show, I was going to interview this one guy one time. And I always talk to people like 30 minutes before, like a conversation a week earlier. Let's see, you know, how it flows. 
because I can't just have you there. Oh yeah, come on in. And then you're like going on this tangent. So I think it was an artist, if I remember correctly. And he was telling me a story about, I go, so tell me, are you from the city? You know, where were you born? How did you get here? What's up? Tell us your story. And he starts off by saying, well, you know what? I'm like, I don't know, Puerto Rican or something. I landed in, in, uh, in Florida. And, you know, when I was in Florida, I met this lady and the lady was selling tacos in the corner. <laughs> and then the lady started telling me the story about her brother. And I'm like, hold on a second. I go, wait, 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 wait. We don't need to know all of that. This interview is about you, not about the taco lady. You exactly. know what I mean? Yes. But I think it has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of people just really don't have that knowledge they don't have that understanding they've never been taught this stuff this is true you know they've never been taught this stuff like one of the things i always teach my students is like why do you guys think i'm really good at speaking it's because i've learned all of this knowledge and how to speak how to present myself body language you know what i'm doing reading a room reading a room oh my god how important is that and i tell them you never ask closed-ended questions Mm -hmm. you always ask open-ended questions because you're if you ask a closed-ended question then you're going to only have a monologue as opposed to a dialogue. And you have to understand that. You can't just be like, uh, was your day good? Yes, it was good. End of story. Turn around and leave. No, you have to ask questions. Tell me about your day. How did it go today? Mm -hmm. What was going on? Blah, blah, blah. That's an open-ended question that allows you to do that. But people just honestly are not taught that. And it's sad. And also like the inquiring. So when you came in and and you're, you know, you say, oh, my week was great. Well, yeah, I generally want to know why was it great? What did you do? Who did you talk to? What did you see? Because I'm a curious person about everybody. It's beautiful. So I'm like, tell me. Do you know what I mean? Some people are not like that. They don't because they don't care. They don't want to know. They just want to monologue with themselves. But I wonder why they don't care. What's your theory on that? Um, I think my theory is is that they're dealing we're dealing with like service to self people mm-hmm. a lot of the ego mm-hmm. is there so even if they're saying the same story 12 times as long as they're saying their story and they can care oh, less like pay attention to me yes it's all about me it's all about wow. me wow i didn't yes. think about that notice that when you speak to people well my sister's that way so i absolutely know that there you go <laughs> do you know what i mean and i'm telling you with the reading of the room uh-huh. it's like i have a i have an aunt by proxy who does this what is she um, doing? She, like, it's not, well, she's my aunt's partner, so she's uh-huh. not technically my aunt. So she um, will be at my, for example, my mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting, you know, at her dinner. And she's talking about herself. Oh, all the time. All the time. My sis. And you're like, read the room. This is not about you. Oh, yeah. What, like, why are you even saying these things? Do you know what I mean? That, that's what I'm talking about is we need to see, like, what's going on. Who's been talking too much? Who are we ignoring? Who is this really about? Who do we need to involve? What questions need to be asked? Well, what we need to involve is art. And I'll tell you why. Art is this thing that exists all around us all the time. Again, we're not taught to really understand or comprehend what art is. Therefore, we cannot understand it. We cannot incorporate it into our lives because of that. But one of the things that art offers is history and knowledge. So that may be one way that we can begin to understand how to you know function within our world a little bit better if we don't allow this to be part of who we are as individuals then how are we going to learn these things you know think back to the the middle ages during the middle ages when they started building all those beautiful gothic cathedrals Mm -hmm. what did they put inside they put knowledge inside Mm -hmm. it was mostly christian iconography but yeah the way that the people started to learn and progress 
was by re not reading, but by seeing these images, by seeing artwork. Yes. You know, the perfect way for us to relay a message is through imagery and iconography. And that's what they did. And that's and then we went from the Middle Ages or Dark Ages into what we call the Renaissance, which was the rebirth of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So how did that happen? It happened through this creative thing called art. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to absolutely have it be part of uh, our everyday functions, our everyday things. Like, how can one live a life literally every day, not seeing all of the beauty within it. Absolutely. How can you do that? It must be a very sad existence. Yeah. I, I wonder, I've wondered that about people too, is how they filter life, how they see the perspective of life. Because mm -hmm. a lot of time people are on routine because mm -hmm. routine creates this kind of like safety net, right? Mm -hmm. So you do the same thing every hour, every day, you know, you take the same route home, all that stuff. And like you're missing the beauty of it. You're missing the aesthetic. You're mm -hmm. missing the colors. You're missing the vibrations the of the sound, the excitement. Yeah. Yes, so I agree with you. I can't imagine what that would be like for people because it does kind of sound like a sad existence. Imagine you're just seeing like gray everywhere. Oh my gosh. Everything's like dull. That would be a nightmare for me. Right? <laughs> what? That literally would be a nightmare for me. I couldn't live a life like that. And but if, have I, you if ever? I was no, never. You've never. never. I've always been that positive individual, happy-go-lucky guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had tragedies happen in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not exempt from tragedies. I have actually had a lot of tragedies happen to me, but that doesn't mean that my life has to end. That just means that my life is taking a turn. That's all that it means. From this moment forward, I got to do this other thing, or I have to now experience this thing, or now yeah. I have to live a different way. But it never ends for me. It's a constant rolling of a ball that evolves into something more beautiful every single day, which is pretty awesome for me anyways. That's the way that I live my life. What do you think is your like youngest childhood memory as it pertains to art and how you Gosh, view the world? Gosh, as it pertains to art? Well, my youngest childhood memory as it pertains to creativity was when I was a kid, one of the things that my parents would just buy us toys. Luckily, we got lucky. And one of the toys that they bought me was a motorcycle. And that was very liberating for me. Okay. You know, prior to that, it was a bike, which was also very liberating to me. But when my parents bought me a motorcycle, that was awesome. Because I got the opportunity to pretend and imagine that I was evil Knievel or, mm -hmm. or any other person just kind of free-flowing and living life. And back in the day, your parents would be like, yeah, go out and ride your bike. No big deal. So I'd go out into the desert three hours. No big deal. Come back, you know, have dinner and nothing happened, you know. But during that time, I was allowed to really meditate and think freely and think outside the box and be creative about every step that I took, every mile that I rode, every place that I went. And I got the opportunity to stop and look at little things like uh, a lizard or a horny toad or a little bush or a rabbit, you know, crossing the desert somewhere. Mm -hmm. So that really allowed me to understand that life is lived through this kind of freedom and liberty. And there's a lot of people that are really just kind of stuck in a box. And it's horrifying to me to even know that there are people out there. But most of the general public is stuck in a box. Yeah. So even from a kid, I was always creative. Exactly, because it goes back to when we're children, we have to have a creative outlet because it shapes us and it forms us throughout our whole life. And parents need to really push that on the yes. children. To the point where it's like a d disciplinary thing. Yeah. Do you know? I don't understand why that's such a big deal. It's like 
you know, I'll ask some of my friends, they'll have like, you know, teenagers and they're dealing with, oh, so so and so's depressed and they're in their room and what? Well, force them into something, yeah. a dance class or a yeah. sport or something. No, well, they said that they don't really want to. <laughs> what? What do you mean? They don't know what's good they're for them. Kids. They're kids. You yeah. have to force them. Yes. They need to know. Of course they're going to say no. Yeah. But sometimes they're going to like it and yeah. be like, this is the best ever. Or sometimes they're going to, you know, okay, maybe I do want to try this or that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like some parents are just so like either, I don't want to be so mean, but they're cheap. They don't mm-hmm. want to pay for it. They don't mm-hmm. want to drive them. Mm-hmm. They don't want, because it's an involvement for them too. Yeah. Do you That's know what I mean? But it's like... And also, they have lived that same life. Yes. So they don't know any better either. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that's really kind of negative throughout our society and our world is that this is something that needs to change. We need to educate individuals on how to live a better life through art, creativity, a different type of consciousness so they can flourish as individuals. I mean... These people may not want to do it simply because they don't know any better, or they may not want to do it for selfish reasons. Who knows why they don't want to do it? But uh, the fact remains that if we can teach them a different route, a different way, a different idea and concept, then they can begin to grow as individuals. Therefore, they will then teach their children. Absolutely. Do you, how did you um, see like the kids or no kids for Halloween this year? Did they come? Did they come to your door? Did you see a lot of them trick or treating? No, I actually took my daughters trick or treating, and they're fourteen and eighteen. And I've always had that really kind of open feel for them. And you know, you're never too old to trick or treat. If it makes you happy, let's go do it. Mm-hmm. You guys want to go jump out of a plane? Let's go do it. Yeah. You guys want to go skiing? Let's go ski. You know, whatever is available for us to do, let's go do it. If we can't find a way to do it then we have to search. But ultimately, our goal is to get that thing done, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's important because as, as the general public, we don't really understand that there are these opportunities that exist for us. Notice that the people that succeed are the people that don't limit themselves in any ways. Absolutely. And the people that don't succeed are the ones that are constantly limiting themselves. But probably they're constantly limiting themselves because they don't understand that we can open our box up to see things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I teach the, my students in class is I want you guys to get out there and do something different. Go to the corner. Why go to the corner? Because you don't know what's at the corner. Mm-hmm. Walk a little bit. You might find the love of your life at the corner. But if you didn't take the time to go to the corner, you'll never know. Absolutely. You don't know if there's somebody there that could teach you something. You don't know if there's somebody there that can give you money. Mm-hmm. You know, give you a job, give you a better opportunity in life. Yeah. But if you never take the time to do it, then you'll never know. And that's my philosophy. My philosophy is to do the most that I can in this lifetime. Why? Because we all have a limited amount of time. Exactly. It's as simple as that. No, and I asked you about the Halloween thing because it's like there was kind of like a, a dulling down of the collective creative consciousness in that. I think so, aspect. yeah. Yeah. A lot of people said there wasn't a lot of kids around, even like they would make funny TikTok videos about it. There wasn't a lot of kids around and all the adults were kind of like left with their candy and their what the heck. But what I think was interesting is that it seemed like it wasn't this like, oh, you know, we're being bothered by kids. They're still trick or treating. No, it's there's this wave of adults where they were saying, where are the kids? Where are the costumes? Why aren't you knocking at my door? Because it's an energy exchange. It makes yeah. adults happy too. Yeah. It makes it in the spirit of it, you know, it's a, it's a symbiotic thing to be creative, mm-hmm. to be out and to have fun. And like, 
okay, great. And to trust people, like you're going to go to someone's door and you're going to be fine. You know right, what I mean? Right. That all ha is seemingly being like dismantled and lost. Right. So it's, I don't know if it's because kids just don't want to go out anymore because of technology. They think it's like okay. phony and ridiculous. Why am I going to go get candy at someone's door when mom already gives it to me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny because I've always taken my eldest daughter with her friends every year. And this year was the first year that her friends, oh, I can't go. Oh, I'm busy. I can't go. Why do you think go. that was? Um, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. See? It's very weird. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we're going. Yeah. We're going because I'm I'm excited to go myself. Heck you yes. know, I'm not young, but I want to go. Absolutely. Because it makes me feel young. It makes me feel happy. It yes. energizes me. It's a me. great tradition. Yeah. It's so fun. I mean, yeah. it's harm it really is harmless. Do you know what I mean? In that, in that aspect. I mean, there are other aspects that are not harmless, but in that aspect, it's harmless. It's I see it as a creative um, creativity of consciousness and an exchange of energy you're giving the adults. Maybe there's like an old person that doesn't even get to see anyone and they look forward to giving candy out. Exactly, it might be their own exchange, the only exchange in the next six months, right? Exactly. And they're not giving that uh, gratification of having that opportunity, exactly. which is sad. Yes, yes. Yeah, it really is sad. Yeah. That's funny because one lady gave my daughters like two or three handfuls. She's all, I had to get rid of all this candy. See? So she did, yeah, because I guess not a lot of kids were out. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I didn't notice that. And then it becomes like this perpetual thing throughout the years because then if people are like, well, kids are not going to come anymore, so why am I going to, you know, buy candy? Yeah. So then everybody right. just stops everything. And we're like, what are we doing? Why are we, why are we afraid of each other? Why are we not, you know, diving at the chance to be creative and make a costume, wear a costume? I think most people are afraid. There you go, They've fear. They've been taught for so long to not be that way. You know, you're an adult, trick-or-treat is for kids, Halloween is for kids, you don't need to be part of this. And what's wrong with being a kid? Nothing. Right? It's the most awesome thing in the it world. It takes us back to what you said at the beginning of this conversation about how when we're kids, we're using colors and Play-Doh and we're drawing That's and exactly all these right. things. Here we go again with the cutting of like, don't be a kid. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, it's funny because there is an artist, his name is Jeff Koons. And Jeff Koons creates those blow-up balloon uh, dogs. Okay. They look like uh, little tiny balloon animals, but gigantic versions done in metallics. And uh, that's actually the last lecture that I did. I spoke about Jeff Koons. And I told the students, you know, remember back when you were a kid? And these are 18-year-old kids who don't get it. They've already lost it. Mm -hmm. Imagine somebody who's 50. Yeah. You know? So these are 18-year-old kids that don't get it. And I'm telling them, you know, think back. Why does Jeff Koons show you this one of his sculptures is literally a giant pile of play-doh literally like eight feet by eight feet by ten feet tall oh, cool. of clay play-doh and uh, i go why do you guys think he does this they're like oh we don't know maybe he wants to present art everything is art blah blah, blah. i go no what he's doing is he's drawing you into these objects so you can remember how you felt about creativity when you were a child yes so you can remember how important a blow-up balloon dog was when you were a kid. It literally meant the world to you when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. And today it's just a balloon. Mm -hmm. I throw it away. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You don't care about anything. We have been, uh, gosh, what's the word? We have been uh, made to think that all of these things are things that we can dispose of. 
yeah. very easily when no they are not creativity we can't just get rid of mm-hmm. it literally exists all around us all why not understand that it exists there and then you can appreciate it more then you can incorporate it into your life then you can become part of this stuff mm-hmm. then if you lose your job it's not going to be the end of the world then if a tragedy hits, it won't be the end of the world. You will understand that these are processes that one needs to go through within life. And we need to continue it in the happiest way possible. You know, mm-hmm. nothing is forever. We need to understand that too. Yeah. And to add to your point, if we're like stifling that creativity, it takes our life force. Mm-hmm. And we're not, we're not activating everything in our body that we're meant to activate. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the energetic body, the emotional body, the mental, and the physical all run together with this concept of creativity, what mm-hmm. we call creativity. I have a couple of other names for creativity. I don't know, if, you know, I'm oh. writing a, a book about actually like the Christ consciousness mm-hmm. and Christ in Greek really means the fire. So oh, it's wow. the fire in your soul. It's the initiation. It's the initiation. A lot of people would just put it with Jesus, but Jesus was the one who took the initiation that we know of. Mm-hmm. But we're all c- capable of the Christos, the Christ consciousness. Mm-hmm. So it's this fire, the creativity that we have to co- we have to exercise. We have to admit it for our own, literally, our own health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yes, absolutely. 100%. So it just seems like you and I are like the only two people on the planet who are like creativity. <laughs> and everyone's like, that's silly. That's for kids. And you're like, what do you mean? That's the basis of like the soul. Yeah, the, the, it really is. Everything, right? Yeah, it really is. It's very funny because hundreds of people that I run into are like, oh, you know what? You're pretty creative. You do all these things. How do you do these things? I'm like, it's like the simplest thing in the world. It really the is. The issue and the problem is is that you don't allow yourself to be in the same kind of realm that I exist in. You could exist there easily. You just don't want to. I love that. You've just not, yeah, you've just not allowed yourself to. Mm -hmm. And maybe it it can be because they don't feel like they are uh, worthy of it. I've thought about that quite often because people are like, ah, you know, it's not for me. Why is it not for you? Mm -hmm. You, You kind of, by what you said to me right now, you kind of admire what I do. Why not do it for yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I can't. I can't. It's not, you know, I don't have time for it. I got to work. I'm like, mm-hmm. I work. Yeah. I'm a single dad. I do all kinds of things. And I still have time to take on other things, you know, because mm-hmm. I allow myself to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. I allow myself to put myself into this place because it makes me happy to be this way. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy to do things. It makes me happy to be alive. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be stuck in a play in a, in a job where it's like 40 hours a week. And I'm not belittling that. I'm just saying it's not for me. Even if I was in a 40-hour work week, I'd still need to do all of these yeah, things. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense to just be existing just to generate money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love money. We need money. But just to be existing because of that? It's almost like it's almost like not just to be existing because of that. It's like to be existing for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For that. It's like the only reason I'm here is to create this money that I give 50 hours of my life a week so I can get a piece of paper at the end of the day that says I made, you know, 1500 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And it's not about that. And then it gets spent month after month after month. Yeah. And then you live paycheck to paycheck and you don't really live. Exactly. You -hmm. You don't really live. You don't allow yourself to live. But it is about allowing yourself to live. It's not about who's going to allow me to live. It's about allowing yourself to live. Mm-hmm. It's about allowing yourself to do all of these things. It's uh, something, what did somebody tell me? They're like, 
I don't know if I have the ability to do these things. And I go, what do you mean you don't have the ability? You don't have the ability because you don't allow yourself to have this ability. Yeah. Everybody has the ability. Absolutely. We're born with it. Mm-hmm. You yes. can't say that you don't have it because it's there. You just have to bring it out and use it to your advantage. Yeah, whether we want to cultivate it as our own, you know, will and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to take a hold of what we have and be proud of who we are as individuals and allow ourselves those freedoms. Sometimes we're not allowed those freedoms because we have been conditioned to not allow ourselves those freedoms. And I think it's a good thing for society. At least that's the way society looks at it. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to keep these people stifled so they don't revolt or go crazy or not understand how to grapple with this thing. But it's not about that. It's about teaching the individuals, all of us, how to really understand these concepts so we can flourish. Well, and then you can tell a lot about a specific society, whether it be on the grand scale, like country, world, or even like city, mm-hmm. based on, you know, what's going on, what their architecture looks like, mm-hmm. what the, you know, the movement of the city is. Was it you? You? It was you, right? Who was telling me that El Paso is 75 years behind? Yes, that's exactly right. As far as our standard of living, we're literally, and studies have shown, 75 years behind most other cities our size. I'm not talking about New York City. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about other cities our size. We're still 75 years behind. And El Paso is a big city. It is. It's like 23rd, I think. Yeah, it's super big. Most people don't. They think it's just like a small, no, like downtown big. and like central. And you're like, uh, uh-uh, there's no, a whole huge. northeast. And not just that, we have but... our sister city too. Mm-hmm. So that double, triples in size, actually, population-wise. And it doesn't have that feel because. And this is from the study that was made, not from what I'm saying, because of lack of education. Mm -hmm. We are not allowing ourselves to be educated. We are unfortunately a poor community, Um, not poor like all of us are dying, right? Mm -hmm. But poor in the sense that we're not to the same level as maybe a community like Albuquerque, for example. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we struggle, we suffer. A new idea comes up and immediately everybody wants to shoot it down because they're like, yeah, new ideas. Yeah, we don't do those here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if, you're, if you're innovative, That's they're like, no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, New York City. They're shaking the boat. Go to Los Angeles. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah, we might drown, right? Yeah, shaking exactly. the boat. I love that analogy. Yeah. Shaking the boat. We don't want a part of that. Mm-hmm. What happens if the boat flips over? Yeah. Then we're all going to die. Trust us. You're not going to die. <laughs> right? Nothing's going to happen except you're going to become a better person. Absolutely. How can we not allow ourselves to do that? It's because we have been taught to not do that. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. I wonder why people like you and I, which I say are rare, what did we escape? How did we escape that psychological kind of trap? For me, it was because you said the same thing that you went to a private school, Loretto, right? No, I didn't go to Loretto. Where did did you go to school? To Montwood. No, who was it that went to Loretto? But anyways, I was, uh, for most of my life, went to a private school, specifically a Catholic school. And it taught me a lot about religion, which I'm thankful for. But it also taught me a lot about what I don't want to do in life. Like I was put there so I can know, yeah, this isn't the route for me. Mm -hmm. The route for me, and not stepping away from my religion or anything like that, not stepping away from God just incorporating that in a different way of looking at things. So that's one of the things I just spoke with with my daughters the other day was the reason why you guys 
don't go to a private school and go to a public school is because I remember how limited I was in all of my possibilities at a private school. I mean, I'm glad that my parents sent us to a private school. It was cool, you know, uh, we learned a lot and all that, but we didn't have the opportunities that my daughters now have going to a public school. Like we didn't have drama, you know, we didn't have a lot of art. We didn't have all of those things. We didn't have these things that allow us to be creative, these things that allow us to have our minds opened and expanded. Absolutely. And we really need to help ourselves as a community become these creative entities because as we can see creative people are the ones that are the movers and the shakers the ones that really create our world the ones that move us forward mm -hmm. so why not allow that in that's my question mm -hmm. but i think as children for me it was that and it was also my parents my mom was about the freest thinker you could ever think of that's as an cool. individual she was always open to new ideas but she came from a wealthy family too you know she came from that background where you know oh yeah go have fun go have a good time go do whatever you want you know you're allowed to do all of these things mm -hmm. so your mind is expanded and i'm not saying that you have to be wealthy or well off to have your mind expanded you can do it with no money at all mm -hmm. but the point is to do it and to allow yourself to do it you guys are valuable all of you the people out there have the ability to do it so why not do it well, so I think as you're saying this, I'm, I'm thinking you bring up two points. You reminded me of, I used to have some private students and they went to, they were girls. They went to a private Catholic school in town. And I would ask them, you know, same questions. How was your day? Walk me through your day. You know, what's going on? And they'd be like, oh, you know, you know, they weren't, they were really stressed out. They're probably like freshmen or maybe in the eighth grade, and they're very stressed out about college. And it's like, well, you're, you're not even there yet. You know what I mean? And they're like, no, you're no, kidding. yeah, no. It, it was just very logical with them. They were stressed out. Everything was about testing. We already know the school system's like jacked yeah. up. But um, so I would ask them, okay, so besides my class, which is an, which at the time was an acting performance class um, privately, I said, what, what extra activities do you have to choose from in school? And they're like, we don't. They, just, they didn't have anything. They just went to mass and then they would go to class and even their lunch break was like 25 minutes and there wasn't even a cafeteria to sit down and eat, but they wouldn't even go eat. They would skip lunch so they can go to tutoring because they were freaked out that they were going to miss like some tenths of a point that they needed to, you know, oh gain God. for that college recognition in the eighth grade, but because they're programmed this way, right? So I was like, okay, so there's no time to like chill and maybe experience like any kind of art and they're like no you're you're my art class basically once a wow, week once really? a week for an hour and a half just once you. a week can you imagine that? and at that their parents were already telling me well they need to be more focused in school so we're gonna have to cut this at some point wow yeah and yeah. i was like you know really what's funny is my daughters yesterday we we're having this conversation my eldest daughter asked me how do we know how do you know that we have free will i'm like that's a pretty deep question why do you ask me that <laughs> I go, we absolutely 100% have free will. Mm -hmm. We just choose to use it or choose not to use it. Right. We're the ones who determine that. She's like, how do you know? I go, well, you know, I can give you 10,000 examples. Like, you know, why do some parents force their kids to go to sleep at 7 p.m.? That's ridiculous for me. Anyways. I go, how are you guys? And I allow you guys to be free as a bird. You know, I watch them, you know, you can't go there because I might not like the company or, you know, I don't think they're good influences. But other than that, they're free to do whatever they want. And these are 
my youngest daughter is not a straight A student, but my eldest daughter is an A student. Four point, I don't even know what. Nice. And I have, I've never had to tell her to do homework. I've never been like, you got to go to sleep at eight. You know, live your life. Enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. We don't have to force people to do things. We have to teach people so they can better understand these things. There is yeah. a saying, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for one day. Mm-hmm. If you teach him to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Yes. And that's a very, very true statement. It's a very powerful statement. Mm-hmm. It's something that we all need to really get a, a good handle on because it doesn't just pertain to feeding. You know, it's not about me just giving somebody at the corner a dollar. Mm-hmm. I would rather have them work with me for a week or two so they can learn what I do. And then they would never have to be on the street again. You know yes, what I mean? absolutely. So I think it's very peculiar that there are so many people that feel like they have to put uh, kind of follow through with what society tells them to do. Like, it's all about college. It's all about college. It's all about college. When we have free will, for God's sakes. Yes. We have the ability to do things for ourselves. Well, and people also, it's, it's I mean, I went to, I love college, but honestly, there's more, you can go to a trade, learn a trade. Yeah. We need people, we need the plumbers and, you know, the electricians and all that stuff. Hello. And they make bank. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> the mechanics, like, why are we limiting this world and our experience yeah. and everyone's experience? It's yeah. like, what are you good at? What do you have a passion for? How can you take it all the way and expand it? And then, you know. Go through the go through those courses. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, 100. percent Yeah, we just can't get stuck into that world of I don't even know what lack of creativity. Well, I think that there are powers in the world that guide us in a certain way, and it's to their benefit, not to our benefit. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think if I ever ran into one of those people, they'd think I was a radical being. You know, we got to get rid of this. Oh, they have run into me. They know I'm a radical being. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You got to tell me that story at another time. But, yeah, it's very, very true, you know. and But it's sad. It's sad, to be quite honest. It's sad because as humans, as people, uh, we have so much potential. Mm -hmm. And we do see it flourish in certain individuals. But everybody has that potential. And it's unfortunate that we don't allow ourselves to give that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Understand to all of our audience, I want you guys to understand that what you need to do is allow yourself to be this individual that you can be. The potential is there. You just have to allow yourself to, to grasp it, to make it become part of who you are, to... Uh, fill your life with those things, energy, positivity, uh, creativity, all of these things are part of that realm that will boost you in many ways. You just have to believe in it and you have to know that it exists and you also have to open the door to it. Absolutely. 100%. And, you know, meanwhile, Miguel and I will continue to ride our creative waves. (laughs) It's all about positivity, I think. It is about positivity, but uh, you know what? A lot of people find positivity like an abstract concept. In which way? And they don't know how to obtain and embody the positivity. Oh, that's true, too, yeah. Which, of course, you I know. I run into a lot of people. You can always, I'll just plug myself and come to creativeintelportal.com to understand that. But it really is like, people are like, well, what do you mean? I'm happy. I'm trying to be happy. I'm trying to, and it's like, it's not, it's not about that. It's, 
it's a, literally it's a state of being and that in itself is an art form too. Positivity is an art form of the energetic arts, holistic arts, aura arts, and understanding like what, what does that even mean? Right. Because you could be, I mean, we're not happy all the time. We're not like bouncing off the walls, <laughs> but we definitely can maintain a state. And it's of, not like nothing ever happens to us. Right. Either. It's not like yeah. nothing ever happens to us. <laughs> Do you know? But We go through shit. Right? <laughs> but, but it's about embodying that state of energy, that state of being, and when shit does happen, that we need to embody a state of peace, that's positivity. If we need to embody a state of just kind of observation and awareness, that's positivity. Right. Do you know? So positivity comes in a lot of, of ways that can actually be exercise, that can actually be you know, uh, it, you are a living, breathing thing, so positivity is also a, an action that's absolutely. happening, right? Absolutely. Because we're all energy. Yeah, absolutely. It's all energy. You choose what you choose to do based on what your mind will, will allow you to do. And if you, haven't, you don't have the knowledge to do any better than that, then you're going to be stuck. So yeah. seek out knowledge. Seek out the gnosis. Yeah. Seek it out because it's out there for you to, to, to see, learn, read about, hear about, watch, and listen to our podcast. Absolutely. My name is Miguel Valenzuela, and you can watch me talk more about creativity at Creative Thinkers slash EPCC TV on YouTube. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks.